It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 6-3 to three to the Carolina Hurricanes. Vegas next in action. Thursday, 7 o'clock against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Have to rebound quickly. Will the Vegas Golden Knights to help us break this one down? We go back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan? You you look at this game through the first 20 minutes. I, I think we all kind of felt we were going to settle into a really solid, tightly contested game. And the Carolina Hurricanes take over in the second period. What did you see? A very aggressive Carolina Hurricanes team, but that's no surprise. You um, kind of got a sneak peek at what we thought might happen with McNabb as our intermission guest and talking about how the Knights second inter- uh, second periods have been so good plus 19 coming into the game uh, 40 of their 109 goals coming into the day were scored in the second period this year but Braden pointed out and turned out to be rather fateful that the other team makes adjustments too and that um, that very much ended up in Carolina's favor today when you don't see a team all that often, you can watch a video all you want, but to adjust your game to play to certain opponents, uh, the kind of man-versus-man, urgent, aggressive type of game that the Carolina Hurricanes play, sometimes it's effective when they're rested. Sometimes it is to their detriment when you have a number of games in a short period of time, but they have not had to travel the last several days. They got Andrei Svechnikov back after missing six, and they just look to have that extra energy. And when they've got energy they're going to be an aggressive team and the Knights every pass was challenged every play that they tried to make was difficult nothing came easy for the Knights and uh, Carolina capitalized it's the other part of it too I mentioned this earlier but Logan Thompson had never given up six goals in a game in his career the Knights do not give up six goals uh, very often regardless of who the goaltender is but um, you know that they, they got two there at the end to make the score a little bit more respectable, mm-hmm. but when you, you felt things going, when that third goal went in for Carolina, uh, the power play, the fact that they had scored uh, two power play goals on two chances at that point, they'd go on to be three for three, but at that point, when they got that second power play goal, you're thinking boy, this is um, this is going to be a very difficult game in which to, re- to come back. You know, when you look at the Golden Knights, just 11 power play goals surrendered before the last two games. They've, they've allowed five in the last two games. The is that an anomaly? Is it something to be concerned about? Like seriously concerned about? What are you seeing there that's, you know, allowing teams to find a little bit of room there on the penalty kill? You wonder if teams are seeing something in their pre-scouts mm-hmm. because it's happened two games in a row. We do put an asterisk next to the first goal that Ottawa scored last game because Aiden Hill was obviously injured on the play and couldn't go down and make a save and so you kind of put an asterisk by that one. But still, that would be one goal in that game and four goals today, uh, or three today, so a total of four in two games uh, if you don't include that other one. And it might be a, a matter of Carolina power play that's taking advantage of a weakness that uh, had not been exposed in the last 13 games <laughs> mm-hmm. coming into this stretch. They had been uh, 28 out of 30 in the previous 13 games, and now they've given up five and two, as you said. So... Uh, That may be the case, um, but at the same time, we always say that when the Knights' penalty kill is at its best, you give credit to the best penalty killer, which is the goaltender. And as I said earlier, it it wasn't Logan's night. Mm -hmm. So 
How do you approach this one if you're Bruce Cassidy? Because like there's different philosophies, right? You you want to get into the tape or you want to flush the tape. What do you expect Bruce will do in this moment going into Thursday's game against Tampa? Yeah, I don't think you flush this one. I think that there are clear mismatches that occurred, and it might be the style, it might be individual shifts, but there were things that uh, were not as. Um, let's just say that if they're if you're you know you're in the pre-scouts, you're looking what the other team does. You try to counter that. You try to get to your game, and so on and so forth. You know, the Carolina won the pre-scout battle today. Um, you know, they tried different combinations of players with Colasar missing his first game of the year, Dorfiev up with Stevenson and Marcia. So, you know, Jonathan, who had a goal and four shots last game, he had seemed to have a little bit of a rough one today where a few times the puck didn't come off his stick and just found himself in weird spots where you normally would not say that. He did end up with six shots on goal, uh, which was a team high, but it, it just seemed like the, not too many of them were typical Jonathan Marcia so generated shots Uh, you know when it comes to the the matchup you know you you get concerned about certain things but you know like you don't go in and just scream and yell and say you got to be better I mean Bruce Cassidy can be terse but what's more effective and I singled out Jonathan Marcia so which is not to say that he had any sort of a bad game that's not what I mean it is more a matter of you can go with video to individuals. We talked about this recently with John Stevens and how he's got the laptop out. This coaching staff is very good about um, not necessarily painting with broad strokes, but individually working with players to show this is what we see, this is what we think, and then here's what Tampa's going to try to do, and here's how it's similar to Carolina, and here's how it's different. Here's what Carolina tried to do, and we did well. Here's what Tampa Bay does, and here's how we can handle it. So... Uh, I think that that'll that'll be uh, part of it. No doubt that the team is going to be displeased with the outcome today, but um, there's going to probably, as they review the video, I think they're probably going to then find a way to build the team back up going into the game against the Lightning, who, uh, by the way, have won a, Stanley, a couple of Stanley Cups in recent years. Yeah, it, it'll be a, it'll be a strong matchup on Thursday night. Uh, two silver linings: Jack Eichel extends his point streak, and you get Yuri Patera into a game. He faces ten shots. He's perfect on all ten. Um, you know, just speaking to the the impact of, of that, getting Yuri into the game more specifically because we really don't know what the outlook is right now on Aiden Hill. We don't. And while Logan has made it through, as I have said, you know, I'm not. It's hard to say that it's a coincidence that he gives up six goals as he has played in basically every game mm-hmm. for what three weeks. Yeah. That just and I don't know that. Um, you know, Logan did, had a practice the other day where he was giving up a lot of shots and Bucks went in and he was not happy through his stick and, and through his helmet. And, but he came back to practice, looked good the rest of the way um, and had a good first period today. But you wonder when you give up six goals, whether they were all on him or not, um, just the, the mental drain of going into every night, knowing that you're the guy. You do wonder, um, A, about Yuri Patera coming in and just giving Logan a breather but also you know do you give Yuri a start here in either of the next two games before the break I don't know um Mm -hmm. as we as we said you'd figure after the break and who knows if Aiden Hill is able to return we really have no sense of how far off or how quick he is to returning but when um you have a back-to-back right after the Christmas break Normally, you don't have a goaltender start on consecutive days these uh, in, in this era mm-hmm. and the way that the Knights have been constructed. So you figure Yuri's going to get one game at least out of the next four, uh, but does he get one before the break? 
I don't know. I, will, uh, I guess we'll have to find out and see what Coach Cassidy has to say. All right, great stuff as always, Dan. Enjoy the rest of your night, and we'll chat on Thursday night. Sounds good. Thanks, Ryan. That's the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 6-3 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. DJK postgame show, the Golden Knights fall 6-3 to to the Carolina Hurricanes. Vegas next in action Thursday, 7 o'clock against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Vegas 21-7-5, 47 points on the year. I understand frustration is probably setting in for fans. This was one of those games where... Nothing seemed to go right for the Vegas Golden Knights. Post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. No real update timeline, specifically on Aiden Hill. Bruce Cassidy labeled him day-to-day earlier today, but uh, not really much of an update as there's still evaluation going on for Aiden Hill, and then Keegan Colasar missed his first game. Let's hear from Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. Well, listen, uh, you're not going to win every game, first of all. Um, it's a good team. They were just better than us tonight in pretty much every area. Um, quicker to pucks, puck battles. <coughs> we just seemed mentally we were off a little with our processing as well. And uh, you know, and then special teams obviously they would score three nothing. You're not winning. You get outscored three nothing with special teams. So that was obviously an issue as well. I feel like you're mentally off. Do you spend much time analyzing that, or are you flushing it? No, we, we don't tend to flush much. Um, <clears throat> obviously, they're an aggressive kill. They're an aggressive team in general. <clears throat> so we have to be able to handle those types of penalty kills because our, our power play story has been going pretty well. So if teams see that, then they're going to adjust to that. So we have to be able to be one pass ahead and support pucks better. But it is an aggressive blue line stand. We haven't seen a lot. We, we talk about it and talk about it, but until you live it, it's, you know, if we went out and played against it tomorrow, it would be better because we just saw it. But that's part of hockey and give Carolina credit in that area. And on their power play, they just, you know, executed there. It was, you know, get their shots from the elbows and they went in. Um, you know, we didn't do a good enough job getting in shooting lanes, uh, pushing them farther away from our net or getting the stop or all of the above, right? So, again, um, not good enough on our part. Is the silver lining Yuri gets some work? Did he, how did he look to you? I don't know if it's a silver lining. I don't like our backup to go in um, for mop-up duty. It means you haven't played well enough. So, for him, it's good to get any game action because he hasn't played a lot. So, in that part of it yes but not for us as a team I think it's good for him as an individual but you know for us obviously we want to play better and have our starting goal in there from start to finish and hopefully with the W at the end Thanks, Bruce. that was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 6-3 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes he certainly I thought probably the most interesting takeaway there from Bruce was that this is a team that doesn't flush much right like the Golden Knights have a standard that I guarantee you is higher than the standard you have for them. 
right? Like, I guarantee you that this game is going to sit far more harshly for the players in that room than it is for any fan who's upset that this team lost tonight's game. So when Bruce says that they're not a team that flushes much, I I believe that wholeheartedly. I don't think the Golden Knights are ever satisfied with anything other than like a 10-0 win. And even in those situations, even in those moments, even in those games, there's still going to be plays that they're picking apart. So I understand as a fan, these ones are frustrating, but I guarantee you there's no one more frustrated right now than the Vegas Golden Knights head coach Bruce Cassidy. And as Bruce said, you don't know what it's like in these moments playing against a Carolina team that has one mode and it's go. What that type of pressure is like and how you've got to break it until you live it. And I believe Bruce Cassidy, when he says flat out, they they played tomorrow, if this was a back-to-back situation, I would expect the Golden Knights to be better the second time around. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period. Both teams traded power play chances in the first, but the Hurricanes made the most of theirs as Andrei Svechnikov ripped home a power play goal. Burns for Ajo, high on the left side. Scanning, passing right side. Up top again, good look for Brady Shea. To the circle, a shot, they score! Shea to Svechnikov, 1-0 Carolina, a power play goal. Svechnikov, second of the year, a power play goal from Brady Shea and Sebastian Ajo. 10-27 of the first period, made it one to nothing Carolina. But the Golden Knights would answer back three minutes later as William Carrier picked up a rebound and chipped in his fourth of the year. It's a battle for the puck on the right side. Now Howden right circle to the middle for McNabb. A wrist shot, tipped, rebound, score! William Carrier and the Knights tie it 1-1. Will Carrier from Braden McNabb and Brett Howden. 13-15 of the first period made it 1-1. So we'd head to the second period in a tightly contested game, but the Hurricanes hit another gear as they regain the lead early on a backdoor play for Jordan Stahl. Carolina comes into the zone. On the right, Fox shoots, tipped in front, they score! Jesper Fast fires toward the net mouth. The redirection goes home. 2-1 Carolina. Jordan Stahl's fifth from Jesper Fast and Jordan Martinuk. 4-36 of the second period made it 2-1 Carolina. And the Hurricanes extended the lead midway through the period as Jesperi Kokaniemi got on the board. Right point, Chatfield again. Hands it off down to the right goal line. Bouncing low to high. Straight on, a shot. Knocked down in front. Friendly fire. Another try. Score! Yes, Barry Kokaniemi gets a 3-1 lead for Carolina. Ninth of the year for Kokaniemi from Jalen Chatfield and Michael Bunting. 10-11 of the second period made it 3-1 Carolina. And the Hurricanes added another power play goal. This one from Michael Bunting. To the left, Rajo. Shoots, kick save, rebound, score! <laughs> Michael Bunting, second point of the period. Bunting makes it 4-1 Carolina. Seventh goal of the year for Michael Bunting, a power play goal from Sebastian Ajo and Brent Burns. 12-39 of the second period made it 4-1 Carolina. So the Hurricanes would enter the third period up three goals, and they kept the pressure on as an early power play led to another power play goal, this one for Seth Jarvis. Right wing shot save, rebound, score! And just 10 seconds into the third, Carolina scores its third power play goal of the game, 5-1 Carolina. 11th goal of the year for Seth Jarvis from Michael Bunting and Sebastian Ajo. 
just 10 seconds into the third period at 5-1 to one Carolina. Then the Hurricanes chase Logan Thompson on Brady Shea's sixth goal of the year. Played back down the boards by Shea. Knights try to clear. They can't. Shea has a pass to the goal. He shoots and scores. Beats Thompson short side right by his glove. Brady Shea extends the lead for Carolina. 6-1 Hurricanes. Brady Shea unassisted 444 of the third period made it six to one Carolina. But the Golden Knights would get one late as Nick Haig's point shot got through, extending Jack Eichel's point streak to 11 games. Now at the left point for Haig. Chip shot. Score! The Knights have scored their second goal of the game. A left point shot by Nicholas Haig. And whether somebody gets a piece of it or not, both Barbashev and Eichel were in the path of the shot. Second goal of the year for Nick Haig from Mark Stone and Jack Eichel, 18-36 of the third period, made it 6-2 Carolina, and the Golden Knights added another one as Will Carrier scored his second of the game. To neutralize Mike Amadio, across the line, out in, out in front, a backhander score, William Carrier. And the Knights trail 6-3 with 30 seconds to go. Will Carrier's fifth of the year, second of the game from Brett Howden and Michael Amadio. 19-28 of the third period made it 6-3 Carolina, but all that was left in this game was the final call. Backhands it down to the corner with three seconds to go. That will do it in Raleigh. Final score, Kings 6, Knights 3. 6-3 to three the final. The Golden Knights fall to the Carolina Hurricanes. Vegas next in action Thursday, 7 o'clock, against the Tampa Bay Lightning as the three-game road trip continues until, the, until the, the NHL Christmas break. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Make sure your gift list includes some gold this holiday season. Visit one of the Vegas Golden Knights official team stores to stock up on 2023 Stanley Cup championship merchandise, winter classic jerseys and apparel, and other VGK goodies available at the Arsenal at City National Arena and other locations, plus online at VegasTeamStore.com. It's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 6-3. to three. To the Carolina Hurricanes, initial reaction on the text line. And listen, if you want to get your opinions in first, before I see anything else, before I hear from anybody else, be sure to hit us at the text line, 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340, that's the text line. Hit us there. That's initial reaction. If we have time here in the postgame show, we get to that first. I love this. I love this text from Mike McMahon. One of 82, move on. Like, I'm inclined to be right there with you. I think that that's the most reasonable take that you can have after this game. Does it suck to watch a team lose? Yes, it does. But do you need to have perspective in these moments? Yes, you do. You do. And like, listen, I get it. There's a level of objectivity, and you can snur- like, you know, remark at that all you want to. But from a media perspective to a fan perspective, it changes. It's not the same. My my experience 
and how I view things is not your experience and how you view things. But I would say it's probably an easier situation if you take a step back and look at the perspective here. The Vegas Golden Knights, regardless of this game tonight, will go to bed with the most points in the National Hockey League. Not by points percentage, but by total points. And listen, that can change. I get it. But why not lean into that right now? Why not lean into the Stanley Cup championship that they won? Why not lean into the fact that there hasn't been, up until game 33 against Carolina, a really good hockey team, a, quote, Stanley Cup hangover type of game? Multiple champions before have had these types of games significantly more often than the Golden Knights have this season. This is the first dud of the year. Period. Full stop. Even the game in Washington where they where they lost 3 to nothing, even the game in Pittsburgh where they lost 3 to nothing. There were chances, they were there. This was the first time that the Golden Knights just simply didn't have it and weren't able to hang around in a game to maybe do something late. We're talking about 33 games here. The proof of concept is there. One bad game is not going to undo what the Golden Knights have done through the first 33 games. One bad game isn't going to take away a Stanley Cup championship. And I just, I, I, I don't understand, truly, how harshly we judge losses. Understanding that the expectation in the room is infinitely higher than the ones that we place on these athletes. And also, it's a, it's a drum that I bang often. We're talking about humans here. I, I would ask the question, how many times, if you're going to say this is unacceptable, this is wrong, how can they come up with this type of performance, I'm going to ask you to take a trip back east, fly three time zones, and play a game tomorrow, or go to work tomorrow. I don't think you're going to be at your peak, at your best, and I'm not making an excuse, but I am saying maybe, just maybe, we pump the brakes on how harshly we're talking about this team, and we recognize that they're humans. We recognize that this is going to happen. It has happened to every Stanley Cup champion that ever came before them. It'll happen to every Stanley Cup champion that comes after them. This happens when you have 82 games a year. The travel schedule in the National Hockey League and a target on your back as defending Stanley Cup champions. We're back to wrap it up next on the post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the VGK post-game show. The Golden Knights fall 6-3 to the Carolina Hurricanes. Vegas 21-7-5, 47 points on the year. Next in action Thursday, 7 o'clock against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. I thought the first period was very even. Tightly contested first period. Anyone that's going to sit there and say top to bottom it was bad for Vegas didn't watch the first period. 
they were in, they were dealing with the pressure, they were able to evade, they were able to break out, they were able to get through the neutral zone, they were able to play in the offensive zone. It was fine for Vegas through 20. Carolina took it to another level. The pressure never relented, and the Carolina Hurricanes swarmed the Vegas Golden Knights in the second period. That's, that's the game. That's the story of the game. Vegas was overwhelmed by Carolina in the second, and they were not able to get things righted in the third period. Special teams concerning, certainly for the Vegas Golden Knights, when you factor in how well they had played, specifically on the penalty kill all season long, and then you put that in context, having only allowed 11 power play goals in the first 31 games of the year, the Vegas Golden Knights in the last two games have allowed five power play goals. It's not normal. The question is, is that an anomaly or is this a trend? We'll see as things unfold. But for Vegas, you have another opportunity on Thursday to just kind of get right back into this one, play a better game for 60 minutes, and see where things fall at the end of that one. It's going to do it for us here on the VGK Post Game Show, extended post game show, your phone calls. That's all coming up next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 6-3 the final. The Golden Knights lose to the Carolina Hurricanes. Vegas next in action Thursday, 7 o'clock against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Just two games left for Vegas before the Christmas break in the National Hockey League. Doesn't get any easier from here. You got Tampa Bay on Thursday and then a rematch of the Stanley Cup Final against the Florida Panthers on Saturday. 702-876-1340. That's the number you can call in. You can send us a text. Quite a few texts already coming in. Joey Zamboni, it's a one-word text. Brutal. The outcome, sure. The outcome, brutal. I'm with you. I get it. I hear you. Thanks for the text, Joey Zamboni. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, brutal, yeah, I guess, Joey. You know, it was. Um, I like the other text with one out of 82. That's more to the point, really, because it doesn't matter whether you lose six to five or whatever, as long as you lose it in regulation, it's zero point game. And uh, the only thing is, uh, if a pitcher is out of a baseball game, if your star pitcher is on the shelf, or if your quarterback is injured for a few games, you do have a concern. So the question is, do the Knights have a concern? Because Logan looks tired, or, or, or is it just one of those games? Should we give Logan a rest in one of these next two? I think that's a fair question. Personally, I'd probably go Yuri Patera against Tampa. Logan uh-huh. Thompson against Florida. 
That's okay. my that's my view on it. Like the the bigger the larger picture of concern. Again, we don't know what Aiden Hill's status is going to be, right? So, like mm-hmm. until until you have kind of a confirmation that it is a long term injury for Aiden Hill, there's no rush to do anything. Couldn't do anything if you wanted to anyway. At least not after midnight tonight with the roster right. fees. So this is what the Golden Knights have for now. You've got two more games before the Christmas break. I would split them between Yuri Patera and Logan Thompson because I do agree Logan doesn't necessarily look as sharp, not himself, and certainly not playing to the level that he was in the early going of the season where he was not playing every single night or three in three in a week or whatever the case may be. So I... I, I I'm with you in your line of thinking. I would probably split the next two games. Okay. Now, I don't know if anybody was Pollyannish enough to think, and under any in any world, did you think that this team was going to be the 23 Boston Bruins and win 65 games? And even if you did, see, this is what bothers me about when people complain to me. Even if you did win 65 regular season games, what if you lost in the first round? It would ruin the entire season. Yeah. I, I, I mean, again, my viewpoint on it is you want to put yourself in as, as solid a spot as you can coming into the playoffs. That's the goal here. The goal isn't to be the best team in the National Hockey League over the regular season. The goal isn't to win a thousand games and score a thousand points. The the goal for the Vegas Golden Knights, and and I know that that's not statistically possible. That's why I'm saying it. The goal for Vegas is to make the playoffs, right? Because all that matters to this team is championships. So how much how much is this game tonight going to matter in the context of getting to the playoffs? It, it's going to be insignificant. How much is it going to matter if the Golden Knights go on another run in the playoffs? It'll be insignificant. Maybe, maybe, Mike, there's significance if you meet Carolina in the Stanley Cup final. But I'd even make the argument that the Golden Knights are not going to be this team tonight in Carolina should that happen later on in the year. Let me tell you, I may be a minority of one, but I hope we meet Carolina in the Stanley Cup final. Mm. I would love to see them again. But neither here nor there. The point is, if we go that far, it won't be because we got 65 wins in the regular season. It wouldn't be that reason. The reason would be, is it because we're healthy and we're peaking at exactly the right time. Mm -hmm. And that's all that matters. Yeah, right on the money there, Mike. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate that. And I think what you just said is, is the key. This wasn't the Golden Knights' best game. Fortunately... You shouldn't be playing your game, your best game in in December. If you're playing your best games in December, there's going to be problems, and the problems that we're talking about are are going to preclude the Golden Knights from doing what it is they are endeavoring to do this season. You can grow, you can get better, but you shouldn't be playing your best game right now. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephanie. Hey Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. Um, yeah, I mean, that was just a game that I know as a team they're not going to forget about, but as a fan, I'm more than happy to forget about. Um, Jack Eichel extended his point streak. That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. 
I, is that, I mean, listen, that's <laughs> one of the two silver linings here, right? Jack Eichel extends his point streak, and it was actually, the, the NHL media site has, has actually upgraded it to a goal for Jack Eichel, so that's his 15th goal of the year. Like, apparently, he tipped the shot from Nick Haig. But he does extend the point streak, so that's good. And the other silver lining is Yuri Patera gets some some action. He gets 15 minutes. Yeah. He makes 10 saves. Yeah, and I would not like. I'm I'm not a coach. I'm not going to even suggest to you know say I know better than the coaches. But I would not be angry in the slightest if it does in fact end up being a split. Either way, mm-hmm. whether Patera plays, uh, what is it, Thursday, yep. Friday, yeah. Thursday, Thursday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I would much rather like have him get some game time action, even if we lose, right? Because losing one game because we didn't play Logan Thompson 15 games in a row, I think would be better in the long run because you don't want to wear out your goalie. If Logan, if Hill's going to be out long term, Patera's got to get in, and the sooner he gets in and gets more reps, the better. Yeah, thanks so much, Stephanie, for the call. I, I'm with you there in that, and and I know that it's it's not easy to hear or at all um, on uh, when you're waiting on on the the phone to get on. But Mike asked me if I would split the next two games, and I said yes. I'd probably go Patera on Thursday, Thompson on Saturday, and I'd leave that open ended, like. If Yuri Patera goes in and has a phenomenal game on Thursday, if, again, if the Golden Knights go that direction, I'd be open to starting him on Saturday too. Like, see how it goes. See what he could do. And that's not an indictment on Logan Thompson. I just think he's tired. He's tired. The workload's in- incredibly high right now. So that being said, I would split him. I- I'm with you there. I think getting him some action tonight helps you maybe move in that direction. And... We don't know the outlook on Aiden Hill, but if it's going to be somewhere in the ballpark of week to week, right now it's listed as day to day, but there's more evaluation. You're going to need Yuri Patera to play some games. So you might as well get him into some sooner than later. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Um, as far as Yuri goes, I, I was calling about, that was one of the things I was calling about. Mm-hmm. I have total faith in Yuri. Yeah, he's done nothing wrong at all. All of his games have been good, so mm-hmm. I don't really look at him as well. He's just a third stringer. I think he's plenty capable. I uh, I do yeah. too. Yeah, go I'm ahead. No, I I'm saying I I think he's absolutely capable of winning hockey games. Um, the other thing is I I only had to say this one other time this year. Mm-hmm. But a pissed off VGK is a really good VGK. And you know, this one is just really sitting bad with them. Yeah, I, I, it will be. Like, this is a team that has incredibly high expectations and incredibly high standards. This game isn't going to meet either of those two things. I would expect them to be much better on Thursday. Yeah, and my night to shine with Carrier, mm-hmm. I want to say I'm. <clears throat> I'm 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 just proud as heck. Yeah, no, take your victory lap. Take your oh, victory lap. Oh, and Jack, I'm glad his point streak kept going. Right. I mean, there's there's little silver linings, and we're not going to go 82 and 0. It'd be nice. Mm-hmm. It saved me a lot of stress, but it's not going to happen. And might as well do it now, and then just kick it in the next two Florida games. Yeah. It's fine. 
Yeah, I'm right there with you, Rita. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. Um, it's it's cool that you've got catchphrases, um, Rita, so keep calling in. And uh, I'm also viewing your text as well, so fantastic stuff there always. Take a break. Come back with more of your phone calls next, 702-876-1340. If you'd like to join us, it's the Extended Postgame Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Golden Knights fall 6-3 to the Carolina Hurricanes. Vegas next in action Thursday, 7 o'clock against the Tampa Bay Lightning, 702-876-1340. That's the number. If you'd like to join us here, get your opinions out on this game. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Terry. Hey, Terry, how you doing? Uh, good evening, Ryan. Good to talk to you. I... Uh... I've recently changed to like my uh, work pattern a little bit, and I miss you guys in the afternoon. I don't get to listen to the Insider Show as often as I'd like to because uh, that's uh, always good entertainment. I don't know if you remember, I uh, three, four weeks ago I called, and like I'm the guy that knows the worst moment in the history of the Insider Show. So oh. I'll, I'll call, call back some other when the schedule yeah, please, slows down. Please do, Terry. I, I can't. I can't wait to hear it. I please do. But I mean, you know what it is, though. I, I don't know what it is. I have no oh, idea. Oh, come on. Okay, it was uh, amongst a show that is very entertaining and good. The second worst was Chapman trying to describe like whether his dog could fly or not. That was awful. But you know, I digress. My question tonight is about uh, the size. I know you guys like the the analogy. So yeah, the size of uh, Patera. If if Aiden Hill as a goaltender is like an Escalade, okay, he's big. He's about as big as a goaltender gets, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What what vehicle, what SUV would Patera be like? Like if they stood by, if they parked by each other, I I don't know. I, I guess the next model down. I, I'm not a big car guy. What 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 are you after? Is his size a what, concern? What's, what's the height and weight on on Patera? Like like no, we've only ever seen him in gear. Like it's hard to even know what his face looks like. We've seen so little of him. So what's what's his height and weight listed as? Yuri Patera's height and weight, as I'm pulling it up, I don't know off the top of my head. Give me one moment. He's six three two twelve. Does that oh, help, so he's big, help he's round bigger than out? I thought. Yeah. Okay. He does. I, I guess when you get used to seeing Hill in the net, well, he's he's taking he's taking up a lot of net. Yeah. And a big kid. So okay. Well, that's reassuring a little bit. I feel like a lot of that goaltending is math these days. That the the more space you take up the well, you you, you can't teach size, right? It's certainly helpful. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think right. I think Yuri Patera's size or not, and thanks Terry for the call. Um, size or not, I I think he's a solid goalie, and he's your your third stringer in the organization. Like, you got to get him into games. You got to trust that you can win with him too, and that's going to be the, the bigger aspect of it, more so than than how physically gifted he may or may not be. I, I think you have to trust if you're Bruce Cassidy in the Vegas Golden Knights, if you're the players in that room, that you can win with Yuri Patera. He is 3-0 and in his National Hockey League career. And again, I, I fully recognize and understand that we're talking about a, a small, a minuscule sample size there with Yuri Patera, but I size isn't going to preclude somebody from being able to to, to win. And 
You know, it's not Aiden Hill. No one's going to be Aiden Hill. You're not going to be able to replicate what Aiden can do. But I do think you can play well enough to win hockey games, and you know that's that's probably the bigger concern. Um, I want to get to a couple of texts here. Jordan Goodrich, games like tonight, you really miss Theodore and his ability to break the puck out. You have to give it to Carolina. They turned it up at the start of the second period and did not let up. That's a fantastic point. Shea Theodore is your best puck-moving defenseman. In a game against Carolina, you really need to move the puck, and you need to move it quickly. Shea Theodore could have helped the Golden Knights in this game tremendously. I don't know that it necessarily would have made a difference in the the outcome of the game, but it is a player that you do miss in that moment. Caden Stevenson says, disappointing second period, and it cost us the game. I don't think we were as physical as we needed to be against them. I agree with that. I would have liked to have seen more in terms of hitting from Vegas. It was a pretty low event in that regard. Caden also went on to say it looked like they were playing scared, in his opinion. I'd push back on that. I don't think it was scared. I think they were just overwhelmed by the speed and the relentlessness of the Carolina Hurricanes. That's what they're known for. That is why Carolina is such a hard team to beat. And like I know it's been tough for Carolina to gain traction, and it's mostly because goaltending has not been very good for them early on this year. But, you know, again, I, I think there's reasons that you can look to as to why the Golden Knights didn't have their best tonight. And this is a game where, because of the injuries you still have to the lineup, it it costs you. Keegan Colasar, out of the lineup, what does he do? Gets in on the forecheck and he's physical. You miss that. And and that's a great point there from Caden and, and one that I'm going to use to underpin a point on Keegan Colasar. So many people look at only points. So many people look at only what the box score says at the end of the game. There's an element to Keegan Colasar's game that would have been incredibly helpful in this game tonight. If you would have had Carrier, Waugh, and Colasar, that fourth line, banging in the corners, getting to work on the forecheck, you can manhandle a team like Carolina. You can do it. You absolutely can. You miss that physicality when it's out of the lineup, and only then do you actually give the player his due. So that's a great point there from Caden Stevenson. Great text. And Shea Theodore, you miss his ability to move the puck. That that goes without saying. Um, one of 82, again, crumble the game, toss it. That's William Ramsey. I'm, I'm there as well. Uh, Stephanie chimes in on the text. What's with the Chapman hate? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like... I wish Terry would call in and just tell us what it is, you know, like what, what the issue was or what the, the worst moment in VGK history or VGK Insider Show history was. Um, but, hey, I guess we're all waiting on bated breath for that one. Liam Reed says we're bound to have a stinker every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, you are. It's, it's a long season, and it's only one game. We'll learn and move on. I agree with that. Uh, Steven Huntsman Absolutely awful game from start to finish. Disagree with that completely. It was not an awful game from start to finish. It was a great game through the first 20 minutes. Carolina was better in the second period, and the Golden Knights never regained their footing until the final two minutes of the, of, of the game. So not great for 38 minutes. Pretty good for 20 and okay for two. That's my assessment of it anyway. Uh, Thompson needs a rest by the looks of it, and this ne- this team needs a wake-up call on defense. Way too many goals given up lately, even in wins. I'd agree that they're giving up too many goals. 
I would also make the argument that that has a tendency of happening every now and again. Buffalo can score. Ottawa can score. Carolina can score. The other team has a say in what happens in the game, too. That's the only thing I'm going to say there. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show. Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall 6-3 to the Carolina Hurricanes. Vegas 21-7-5, 47 points on the year. Next in action Thursday, 7 o'clock against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Just two more games before the Christmas break. Oh, my bad. It's not 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific. Boy, oh boy, can you tell that I'm ready for the Christmas break? Can you tell that I am ready for a couple of days of just sitting back, relaxing, and not worrying about hockey for a couple of days? If I need it, I guarantee you the Golden Knights need it as well, but they've got two more games to go. And as we mentioned, Thursday night, 4 o'clock, Tampa Bay. And then you got Florida on Saturday. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Bobby Machado for making sure everything sounds great and keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your post game show. It's not as much fun without your calls, your texts, and your input. Until Thursday afternoon. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.